and then there's fucking like drones flying around looking for people that are giving off like gas signatures and shit and like polluting and then we're like hiding making pipes and like little bunkers with scrubbers and stuff just trying to get the headies out there to the fam you know because they have the turps they just need the pipes this is this is the future i worry about the dystopian future where we can't make the headies to spin water the truth how I am actually Evan Shore. I'm just kidding. Well I told me not to say that it would confuse people even more. But as you can see Evan Shore is not here. It's okay though. Man the blazer just lights a fucking joint so much like cleaner. Just burns much much cleaner. Okay so here's what happened. Let's start from the beginning. Before we do make sure you sign up for our newsletter bmsclass.com. What's up everybody? Welcome to episode 109 of the What's Up Everybody podcast. Okay we did it. Boom. So um, yeah this was supposed to be an Evan Shore episode. I was really excited to do it but hey life happens. Um, a few hours before we were going to do the episode um, they just weren't feeling up to it. It was like a round trip about a three hour drive um, and they were just whooped from the five mil show so totally understandable. Um, no problem there. Um, oh, unfortunately what this led to is me eating a, uh, char- what's it, charcuterie, 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 charcuterie board for eight people. Um, making me, man, I am gaining weight and, 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 uh, there was a dozen cupcakes. We had all this food out and I had it, so I wasn't going to waste it. Um, uh, so I ate that all day and I've gained a little weight, I think. I know I have. It's okay though. I ate the charcuterie. Who named it that? And what is that? Is that French? I just do know. French. There you go. Um, but yeah, so this was supposed to be the Evan Shore episode, but instead what we're going to talk about today is the five mil show. Um, got back from that a few days ago, so it's still fresh in the memory. We can talk about some of that. Um, and then we're going to talk about some pieces we'll have on this upcoming Sunday sale. We're going to smoke this honey jar recycler and uh, just cut, get caught up after taking a week off. Because uh, the way we scheduled all that, the reason we missed it is because we were that going to do the Evan Shore episode, so it was a whole thing. So sorry about that we missed that week. And we definitely would want to do one in the future with them when um, when the timing's right. So, 5mm show. That was nuts. Got second place. I didn't vote for myself. I don't think I deserve it. There were so many fucking amazing pieces there. Um, I really appreciate everybody's uh, votes. I voted for Avant-Garde, number one. Uh, I voted for Credo, number two, and then number three, I voted Salt, but just because I'm, I love Salt Glass, I've always been a big fan. Um, there were so many incredible artists there. Uh, it was really, really fucking cool to see all the glass and how small everyone was able to get things. Man, it was nuts to see so many people, though, and talk to so many people to actually listen to the podcast. It was fucking cool. Uh, it was really eye-opening, you know? If you don't get out and you're just like looking at computer screens to interact with people and blowing glass all day, it's hard to realize the amount of people that... You're connecting with so it was really cool to see people in person and uh hang out and man i brought the fucking titan rbr it was nuts like when i brought that thing out like i walked it over my car and got it and like walked over to the tent with it and like oh man it was like i felt like the cool kid in high school like they like walked in with like a big bottle of liquor or something at the party and everyone was like yeah it was it was sick it was a nice feeling. It was like one of those feelings I wish they could put in pill form so every person could feel at least once that like people being like genuinely super excited and like just strangers and stuff like that. It was cool. Um, and met so many nice people, but man, I took the first dab on the Titan. And then after that, I just let everyone go wild on that thing and just left it in the tent for people to smoke. And they got, they got crazy. They, they must've put over an ounce of oil through that in an hour. It was nuts because no one was taking small dabs. Like no one was just loading up a little ass dab. Everyone was like taking like gram dabs. It was disgusting. One kid, I think his name is Giraffe. I didn't see it happen, but I saw the aftermath. I saw him laying on the ground for like a half hour, throwing up. And then his friends dragged him away, took him home. But he tried to take a four, he, no, he didn't try, he did it. You know, when you get to the point where like you were like, 
dying on the ground, throwing up, and you have to be dragged out, you did it. You didn't try. At that point, you, you did it. Doesn't matter. He did a four-gram dab. The nail was black. People were like, oh, you ruined, they did it now. They didn't ruin my nail. I know how to take care of the quartz. Nail's good. It's home here. It's clean. It's happy. I knew to just let the people have the giant nail and the giant pipe and just see what happens in the world. It was a true, crazy experiment just watching this thing just get shredded. Like, it was what this pipe always needed. It made me realize we absolutely, like, now I know people would come to a Bear Mountain event if I put one together. They would come to an event where we had just prototypes set up everywhere and people could just line up and just slam dabs on crazy prototypes. Oh, one second, the puppy's got some ideas too. Uh -huh. Sorry if they're making your dogs bark at home, guys. Uh, but yeah, um, I think it would be super fun to do that because just seeing how excited everyone got over just like one piece, I'm like, man, like we have so many different things and once the big studio opens, like there's gonna be projects the guys are gonna be helping me with that are huge, crazy pieces just for fun, just to like, I don't know, post on Instagram, make people think, take them to parties and events, let people smoke them. Cause you know, that's like one of the biggest thing we're gonna be doing at the new studio. We can make huge fucking pipes. Um, but yeah, it's, it was just, it was nuts, man. I just, I saw people like, I would say only about 40% of people got the water spinning in it. And a lot of people, it was, was eye-opening for them. They're like, what the fuck is this thing? It's like nearly impossible to smoke. Um, that's why I explained, if we make a bigger one, it's going to have to have some sort of like pump that helps move the water so you don't have to work as hard because it's fucking already moving water 40 inches up vertically is challenging to do with just like your mouth, especially through like not a little straw. Like this is a fucking... The straw that's the width of like a Red Bull can. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty big. But yeah, it was, it was fucking nuts, man. The amount of people there though, I didn't realize shows were like, like that, but everyone was telling me this was like one of the busiest ones that they've been to in a while. You know what I mean? Which was really cool to hear. I was like, damn, like maybe this is the new, like the new like level. Like everyone's getting like this hyped up again about with the glass scene and everything. I think it was good for all the artists involved, it was cool to see people of all different levels entered into it. Everyone's work looked awesome. Definitely a lot of cool. I saw a lot of my friends' work. You know, even though I couldn't see people in person, it's cool to see their do work and things they're working out. It's just sick. But man, I was so overwhelmed when me and my wife pulled up. We both started having like anxiety attacks, like little panic attacks, because we're like, oh fuck, like we're gonna have to talk to people. Like, I, I don't know why we get so weird. Like, we had to sit in the car for a minute and just like, okay, we're going. Like, I remember when I first like moved to a new school and I had to walk in the lunchroom for the first time, it literally felt like that. It's like, it's just the fact that like you're late to the party, which means everyone's already there. So you like have to walk up. You're not like walking in with everybody. Um, Cause we like, I, I fucked up the time on it. I thought it started at like five. So I was like, let's get there at, like 5.30 or so. And then it, we didn't get there till 6.30, but it actually started at like 3.30. So it was like, we were there super late, but Anyways, the party, I feel like, didn't really start till then anyways, because after, at about, like, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, it was raging. People were just, like, dabbing. It was wild. Like, you know, it was more of just, like, a private sesh. It was really cool. Someone won the little 5 mil clear I brought up, and it was actually someone that works for Dab Logic, which I got a bunch of their hash right here. Definitely, they want to be on the podcast, too, and do some projects with us. Love their hash. It was so cool to connect with people that are in different companies that you don't even think notice you. You're like... These hash companies, like, you know, I don't know. You assume if you don't, like, meet people in person, if they're not following you, they don't notice you. But then, like, you meet them in person, and they know your work, and then you follow each other. It's a whole, like, weird interaction. But at the same time, it's, like, really cool to see, like, all these people that I appreciate their work that actually are stoked on Bear Mountain. So it was, like, it's really eye-opening for me. You know, you would think that, you know, because I, I, I met collectors there that even listen to the podcast. Like, oh, I hear you talk on the podcast. You'd be like, oh, like, you know, I don't, like, why don't people, like, you know, like me? Or, I don't say that. What do I say? I don't know. I complain about shit on here, though. Enough. Enough. But either way, I always have this, like, idea that people don't notice Bear Mountain or not notice what we're doing. That, like, you know, because we're not, like, in the same, like, lane with everyone doing all the show circuits. And what, that's mainly what I'm talking about is, like, there's a lot of shows happening throughout the year. And we've run, like, in none of them. And it's just because I'm so behind and I have so many goals and projects that, like, I have other deadlines I'm trying to hit to achieve my main goal, especially right now with the studio rebuild. Um, but either way, sometimes I feel like because we don't participate in all the shows, maybe people don't notice us because we're not in the same circuit with everyone right now. But then going to do the five middle show, it made me realize that even though we're not at every show, 
Um, and even though we're not like doing big drops in stores or anything right now, it's all through our website. That doesn't mean that there's people not seeing what we're doing and interacting with us. And, you know, it was, uh, it was just like really reassuring for like the future of like the, our little company and brand and stuff like that. And I don't know, it was cool. Tell you what, I'm getting really geared up because this week we start working on the studio. Like Friday, like electrical's done. Like we're gonna start like building and like putting in like all the benches and building out the whole like offices and kitchen area and break room. And it's just exciting because it's been like six and a half months of just spending money and waiting uh, to do stuff. And it's kind of scary, you know, when you're like spending all this money, and you're not seeing anything from it. You're just like, oh, are we gonna put that together? It's just collecting dust and. Yeah, but now it's starting to come together and I'm really excited to share the whole process. Like, cause yeah, once we start getting in there Friday, I'm gonna start posting lots of shit on the story. And I'm probably gonna make a whole separate highlight of the full studio remodel with the story post. That way, after we're all done, after the three week process, you can kind of like, man, I'm slurring my words. It's been, it's been a good morning already. Um, yeah, you can see the whole studio build like on like a highlight in the story. Um, but yeah. It's exciting. Me and Brandon and my dad are basically gonna be doing like all the work. Uh, we're gonna like I think like Cormac's doing school right now, so he's pretty busy. Um, and then Mike's got a lot going on as well. So it's gonna be like me, Brandon, and my dad are gonna crush out this fucking studio. So if you follow Keymaster Glass, you'll probably see stuff on his story as well. Oh, he's working with my dad. He might even film really funny clips of my dad. And if you guys know who Joey Diaz or anyone with that type of talking or the way they talk or act, that's very similar to my father. So like Brandon might catch some real gold. So if you follow Keymaster Glass, you could see things like that maybe. I'm not putting him on a spot and making him do it, but he could really capture some interesting stuff if my dad's not realizing he's on camera and while he's working on stuff. Like when he hits his hand with things or cuts himself when he's trying to put something up and he starts screaming. Oh man, the profanities would be hilarious. But yeah, should be solid content either way. Just, whoa, shit, chill, watch out for me. Should be solid content regardless just because of the full remodel will be interesting. I think for anyone that's building a home studio, or even looking to expand and build something bigger than that. But everything we'll be doing will be able to be like, kind of like integrated into like building a home spot as well. Cause it's pretty like simple, do it yourself kind of shit. And I'll probably explain why we do things a certain way. And I'm going to be learning some stuff too. Cause I've been talking to someone about doing like hard lines through the studio and stuff for all the gases. Cause I want to have enough pressure to all these stations. We're going to be, needing pressure, we're all gonna have so many torches, we're all gonna have lathes, we're gonna need pressure. So I know we're gonna have to run two doers regardless, but I've been talking to other people, they're like, you might need a specialized doer. I'm like, don't tell me that. Don't tell me I need anything specialized. Everything fucking specialized, you have to wait a year for and it costs a million fucking dollars. I don't want it. Just tell me I can use do regular doers. But yeah, we'll figure it out either way. Um, right now there's only four of us, so I'm not stressing it too hard, but I like to plan for the future for when there's, you know, maybe eight of us on torches crushing like animals in there, you know? But in that case, if we ever got to there and we we're all crushing that hard, I would expand again. But you know, we'll see where the future, where the future brings us. Um, I'm gonna take a dab on this honey jar now. We'll talk about this color, how it's kind of changing between two different CFL lights right now. It's an in-between shift of yellow to pink. Probably from your guys' perspective, it's looking mostly yellow and purple. But that yellow will shift, you know, more pink if it's like closer to this light over here. It might even be hard to tell, honestly, just because that light is so powerful. Either way, we'll take a dab on that. But yeah, fucking crazy. After doing that five mil show, me and my wife were just like, whoa, there's a lot of people that have RBRs. I was meeting so many people up there. They're like, yeah, I have an RBR. And they wouldn't even tell me right away. It'd be like after five minutes after we're talking, they're like, oh yeah, and I have this RBR. And I'm like, Oh shit, you have some of my work? It was nuts. And then like, cause you don't realize like, cause not everyone posts the glass on Instagram shit. Some people buy stuff and they go to the shows and stuff, but they don't, they're not super active on Instagram. They just like have glass and stuff. And there's a lot of people like that. And um, it was just cool to bump into so many of them that are just like, yeah, I have, I have this. And I've been supporting since 2015 or 2017. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I guess like a 2015 micro was there. And I looked at it and I thought it was a five millimeter RBR, but then there was a 10 mil joint in it. And like, it looked like really clean too. Like even Cassie, like after the fucking uh, five mil show, she was like, did you say a 10 mil micro? I was like, yeah. She was like, I thought that was a newer one. She's like, that was really clean. I was like, thanks. Cause it was, I was, you know, 2015, I'd only been blowing glass a couple years. So it was fucking, you know, a learning curve there. You know what I mean? Using new colors, trying to make little tiny recyclers, but it just shows me how small my 10 mils were and what the price point was on them and what, how big they are now what the price point is on them. It's just, it's nuts to see like, 
you know, we've, we've spent more time refining the product than we've had increasing prices on stuff. We just, we're just trying to keep, I mean, even here is a hun, modern honey jar. Like this looks, obviously it's like, it's crispier and cleaner. The color application is crazy clean compared to like uh, older stuff where I used a lot of frit or like coil pots and stuff like that. These are all blowouts, like sleeved and clear and pulled down. So they're just like really smooth and really transparent. Um, and it just, you know, it's cool to see how far they come, but it's also really cool to see that they're still like, kind of like these original pieces I've been doing for almost a decade now. It'll be fucking, the honey, first honey jar was made in fucking uh, July of 2013. So, or August, August of 2013. So. August 2023, you know, a year from now, fucking it'll be a decade making them. But yeah, still working on them, trying to figure it out. It takes a long time for me, and I have to make, like, a lot of them, whereas other people make, like, 10 or 12 versions of their design over, like, a couple-year period. I have to make a lot of them to figure it out. But yeah, I'm starting to get it. I like that, like, Honey Jar Recycler is more of a traditional recycler, but at the same time, it has, like, a look to it, especially back in the day, people were like, that's not going to function. Like when these, like I was first making these in 2013, 2014, people look and they're like, it's not gonna do like a vortex cause it's like flat. Like, a, and I'm like, well, anytime I've taken a tub or playing in the sink and I drain that shit, fucking there's a vortex and that shit's flat. And I'm watching that from above. So it's gotta do a vortex even if this is flat. So, and the reason, real reason like I originally did this was I couldn't pull down a clean drain. I couldn't pull down a clean drain. So what I would do is I could like make things like really square and sharp and very like, mechanical looking that was easier for me because I could use tools to like flatten edges and make stuff look clean because I couldn't pull down clean draws yet so like there's like you know reasons why it's cool that it functions there's thought behind it but there's also reasons there was lack of skill at the time and it was easier for me to do certain things than other things and I, I adapted I was like Evan what can you make find a way to take those couple things you can do and make something I wasn't trying to make the same thing other people were making because I was like, I can't do that. I'm not that good yet. I got to fucking just, what can I do? I can squish this together and make the same shape. How do I make that same shape to the whole piece so it actually functions and looks cool? Um, but then they've been adapted over the years. Now there's a lot of technique in these and they're super crispy and there's no way I could have made them the way they're made now back then. There's absolutely no way. But yeah, we'll take a dab on this, do some dry pulls, check it out. I think the water level is good. I only took one dab on it this morning. It fucking ruined me outside and they have a little bit slower drain than an rbr but the, honestly the the drain on these is pretty close to an rbr now that i've made the all the drain lines and everything a little bit bigger um the bigger drain lines and chunkierness that you see on these 10 mils like increases the speed of the flow of water um, which is going to give you that really aggressive tornado while you're dabbing it. Like sometimes you smoke a recycler and it only spins once you've stopped hitting it and then you watch it drain. I like the way recyclers look when the pearls are spinning in the nail and there's a tornado happening at the same time, like everything's spinning simultaneously. To do that, you need a, a drain that's going to be aggressive enough. But if you want it to be slow enough too to appreciate it, you need a way for it to catch volume and that's going to help with like this bigger uptake and this nice square cylinder kind of like can above that drain line. Uh, so I'll warm this up and take a dab on it so you guys can see what I'm talking about. And yeah, very like antsy to work on my fucking new studio. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I feel like I'm like waiting to like start a race. Like I'm right at like the starting line, like just like getting ready to start fucking running. And like, I'm just like, okay, come on, come on. Green light. Let's go. Um, it's getting close though. The deal was my dad has to finish this fucking extra kitchen in the basement because we have like space for the guests down there but we also need this little mini kitchenette because we're about to try and redo our upstairs kitchen in the year next year or so and we'll it's gonna be our kitchen's gonna be shut down for like months so we'll need a place to boil the water for the pasta so my my the deal was so my dad has to fucking finish this kitchen before he can help me in my studio so he's working his ass off down there trying because he's antsy too he's like i don't want to be working on a kitchen he's like i want to work in the studio he's like i want to paint and you know clean up all these rooms and get benches built and so he's raging inside. I want to do some definite, like, we'll just, like, put up the live video at the shop while me and my dad are working. I'll be like, well, I'll just talk to him. We'll do, like, like mini, like, live podcast thing or something at the shop while we're building stuff. He can tell me stories about how he's a master craftsman and shit. We'll figure it out. I always make fun of him, though, about that. 
that's what sons are for. They got to pick on their dads. At least that's what I think. I don't know. Maybe you're supposed to like really respect them and not pick on them. Either way, I like pick on my dad. It's a good time. This is my uh, favorite cap right now. With the bear paw opal in it. You can't really see it because I have fucking big fat fingers. But pretty sweet. It's got all sharp beveled edges. Like again, you're not gonna be able to see much because my fucking hands in the way, but it's fucking cool. You can see it on my Instagram or my website. I think there's some of these on there. But yeah. I love the weight of them too, because when you like drop it into the Slurpee, it just like locks it in. It's like makes like a sound and almost like it like, feels like so like machined like almost like magnetic when you drop it in the way it locks into the quartz it's almost like a sensory thing i don't know it's fucking cool i wonder what the first thing i'm gonna make in this new studio we're definitely gonna have some sort of like get together an evening get together once all the other businesses are closed so people can check it out and we can celebrate how cool it is to have this larger space. I mean, I wonder what the first piece of glass is. I feel like we got to make like the giant RBR with one of the lit and lids. Like that might have to be like the, the first piece that's built there. I think that's hot enough. I'm going to move this closer, Aja, too. Yeah. Maybe we can get the sound of this thing locking in. It's just like... Just like, I don't know. I just like the way how tight of a fit it is. That's the thing with the lathe is you can get so precise with like the machining on the glass. It's so cool. Um, actually, this would be a better way to kind of show the, the cap, the, like how like sharp like the beveled edges are on it and everything like that. It's just, I don't know, and then the bear paw in the middle. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Damn, the guys are getting so good at fucking encasing these fucking bear paws and the prep just like everything we're doing it's awesome to see everybody improving even myself too like when i make these pipes i really can see my improvement because i don't make a lot of these so if i make one every you know six months i can really see like oh damn i've gotten better at this i'm more comfortable on my lathe here and i have a new way of solving problems if this happens you know it's just it's cool to see the progress Glass can be one of the most discouraging things you ever pick up, but anything that's really hard to do is like, you know, you know anything that's worth doing isn't going to be easy. Isn't that what they say? I don't know. All right, better scoop a dab off. And then I'm going to die from this one. I'm not going to make sense at all after this. Not that I've been making much sense now, but even less, believe me. Cannot wait to see the fucking new studio painted on the inside. You guys don't even understand how excited I am. Shit right now is like dirty. I can't wait till that's all cleaned up. It's been so much fucking like work and we haven't even done a lot of the work yet. All right. That's kind of the scary part though. When the work's just beginning. Shreds. <coughs> oh. Oh. oh, that was the um, GMO from uh, Diablogic. Very good. Very good. I think I took that at 500. Not super high. I mean, I'm super high, but the temp wasn't super high. Holy shit, dab logic. Really, most of the hash in Colorado nowadays is fucking fire. It's so cool. When I was first here in 2014, you could not find rosin consistently that is this good. It was near impossible, you know? You couldn't even find diamonds or sauce that was consistently good unless you were fucking growing it and you haven't extracted yourself. <coughs> People didn't even want rosin in 2014. They were like, ew, what the fuck is that? You squished bubble hash. Give me those diamonds, bro. Give me the sauce. Guys, remember Otis dabs everywhere? He'd just be dabbing everywhere. That may be before your time. I don't know. It's weird. I still feel like the new kid. I feel like a young person, but at the same time, like, oh shit, I'm 32 and I've been in the cannabis scene for almost a decade. 
So it's like, I guess I've seen things come and go, but it still just seems like yesterday to me. It's really trippy. Time is some weird shit. Time's even weirder if you're smoking hash all day. You know, you lose, you'll lose a few years. You're like, what happened from this year to this year? Especially if you're doing the same thing every day, which I have been. But this switch up at the new studio is a whole new chapter for me. So now I can have some, you know, some different things happen in my life. So hopefully I have a little bit less consistency because switching it up's healthy too. Too much consistency might fuck with you a little bit. That's when you'll get too comfortable and then you'll be really scared of change. And life is constantly changing. So being scared of change is being scared of living. So fucking change sucks. So it's scary for humans. We like getting comfy. Like our little fucking our little house, getting a little comfy, our bag of chips. And then as soon as things get weird or change, even if it's for the better, like I freaked out about this whole studio thing. It has really sucked. But big picture, nothing bad's happened to me. It's just sped up the inevitable. Um, and like it could have been way worse. So like I made it harder on myself because of my fear not knowing if I'd be able to do it. But like, even if I'm not able to do it, which I think I am, cause I'm doing it like really slow and smart. I'm taking my time, but you know, regardless, it's still scary. Cause you never know the future it's strange times. Um, but we're doing it anyways. I got awesome people around me. I'm lucky. So we're going for it. And, uh, I'm really fucking excited to get in there with the guys and start building though. You don't understand. I've been showing videos of the same empty space for six months and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I want to show some change. I'm not scared of it. Let's change it up. Positive change. I don't even know, dude. I've smoked enough hash that I'm sounding like that now. One more dab and it's going to get dark. Just you wait. You know how the What's Up Everybody podcast goes. A few dabs in, all of a sudden it goes from really excited, positive, happy to like some dark shit. <coughs> God damn. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, the honey jar recyclers, it's really cool to see how far they've come. They, to- they totally have a different hit nowadays than they did back. And the day I'd say these are getting much closer to like, they, they had way more restriction back in the day. They still have great restriction because of the joint size and the, and the inline perk inherently will do that. And this, the longer uptake compared to the RBR. So it creates little bot, spots of restriction everywhere, but it really moves a lot of water and it rumbles and it just such an aggressive drain compared to the older ones. They've just come a long way and it's pretty cool. And I, even this one, I did the fucking serum perk in it. So when you get right under the CFL light, the perks like glowing pink inside the purple just looks really cool. And then when it's not in that light, you just got that golden yellow perk chilling and the purple, but the pink really pops when it's, when it's shifting. But yeah, super, super effortless. They just go crazy flavor on them too. This is the only one I'm dropping in this next Sunday sale. And the Sunday sale that's happening today is not going to be a big one. We've just been, I, I knew whatever month that we started actually really building out the studio that I'd be working a little less because there's going to be so much going on that it kind of pulled me away from being actually able to create a lot of glass. But this Sunday sale will be decent. We'll have like a handful of really cool stuff. We'll have like full colored micro RBRs, mini double diffused, 14 mil standards and 14 mil doubles all in full color. Just a few of each. Uh, we'll have the one honey jar recycler. I have a really cool like dichro piece I'm working on uh, today actually. And uh, then there'll be some clear stuff. So not huge, uh, but there'll still be like probably 35 to 40 pieces somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna have a Sunday sale today and then there's only three more for the rest of the year. And if that's not enough for you, we do have Patreon drops every month. So you can join our Patreon, which we have uh, those extra drops. And then we have a giveaway to do every month. Uh, this month, I might do the oversized honey jar recycler. I haven't confirmed yet, but I think I might. Because people wanted to see like how I've done the juggernaut before. They wanted to see a juggernaut, but the honey jar juggernaut. So make a giant 18 millimeter honey jar with like huge cans, huge inline perk, and move like an absurd amount of water, which I was like, challenge accepted. Um, I'm down to do that shit. So I think that's gonna happen. I actually think that might be a harder build, but even better function than the Juggernaut RBR. Just because the way the honey jar is set up, even though the cans are large, the water level, you fill it up to almost where this little spout is. It like, sucks all the water up to the top of it here. So with that giant piece, it's actually gonna be easier for it to move all that water in this format than the Juggernaut, which has to move like so much water vertically regardless. Um, so I think the oversized honey jar recycler is going to fucking shred. Um, I think it's going to be hard to build because they're an off access piece. So when I put them together, like the handles in the bottom of the main can, so then you have all the way to that back part. I think that's going to be a little bit hard with the oversized sections. I think it's going to take up my entire kiln because if you look at these pieces, if you were to outline them with a simple shape, you'd give it like a rectangle or a box around it. 
Um, and because they're that shape, that's how you have to think about it when you're putting it in the kiln. Cause usually there's bridges that are attaching everything that kind of make it a box shape. So it will probably take up my entire kiln. Cause I'm assuming with everything put together, it will probably be over a foot wide, probably 16 inches wide or so. My kilns 18 inches wide. So with the bridges on and everything, it will take up the entire kiln for sure. Um, so I just got to put a date aside to build that, but we're probably going to do that this upcoming week after the Sunday sale so we can post some fun content with an oversized honey jar. So maybe next episode, we'll see. But either way, I'm excited to fucking do it because it was a couple of uh, Patreon members' ideas. I was asking them, like, dude, you got to do an oversized honey jar. And like a few of the live videos we did, a bunch of people said do it. And I'm like, all right. So as long as like that's what works out, as long as I don't break it and actually can pull it off, Backup plan would probably just do like a cool like full color piece or something because um, you never know like I could break it and then it's like I don't have the time to make one in time for another giveaway so I have to do something else. But yeah, I think the goal is an oversized honey jar recycler. And this is the 10 mil version right here. They're not like mini. This is a nice size pipe. This is a lot of glass right here, but the 10 mil joint's perfect for this. You could totally fit a 14 on here, but the 10 is really super balanced on there. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much put a 14 on or a 10 on anything that has a joint that's attached outside of it. The only reason the RBRs are so like determined on joint size to size a pipe is because the joint goes inside of the actual pipe. So you only have so much space to fit a joint in there where it will function the way it needs to be so the joint doesn't take up too much surface area in the top portion of the can. Just a lot more stuff as far as the water dynamics when it comes to the joint size in the RBRs where stuff like this, the joint is like an exterior piece. It's just welded off here to the side. So I could put an 18 mil joint on these if I wanted to. Um, I like to put 10s on these, but maybe in the future I should do 14s and have converters so that you can smoke 10 or 14 on them. But uh, this one just happens to be a 10. And I'm probably only gonna do maybe like three, maybe four more honey jars this year. So that'll give us a total of probably like It'll probably be like four or five 10 mils, then like three 14 mils this year. So, you know, somewhere to seven to eight range of them this year. Um, they're all dated and stuff too, which is kind of cool too. So if there's going to be less than 10 of them though. Um, they're just, there's like a lot of work in these. And um, I don't even know if the demands as high as from all the ones I've made have sold so far, but we'll see how this one goes. Um, I still got to grind the joint on it, but yeah, really stoked how it came out. It's pretty sick how it changes like more pink as it gets closer to those lights. I probably only see that because of the angle I'm sitting at, but CFL glass always trips me out. Trips me out even more that like there's like a natural like stone or crystal that does the same thing. It's yellow and shifts to pink um, in different types of lighting. So it's like nature fucking created this like molecular structure that reflects light and creates these spectrums naturally. And we like mimicked it, you know, you ever wonder if like maybe nature naturally made pipes like this and I'm just trying to mimic it in some period of time. This was a naturally growing thing. Who knows? We would need Brandon over here to talk about that kind of shit though. We're not doing that today, but yeah, it's really cool. CFL glass trips me out. Any, anytime someone asks me like, how does it work? I'm like, I don't know. But like, from what I understand, it's just like, it's the way light is reflecting through the glass and the, the color that's coming out of it is that like, it's almost like when you reflect light through, a prism and then you get like a rainbow spectrum on the wall or whatever it's a I think it's like the same kind of thing the way the lights bouncing around in there it's like you're getting you know different colors so different spectrums of light get caught in the glass differently and then whatever spectrum of light is dominating the glass that's what it's gonna be reflecting right now it's split between the two because I have two different lights on either side of me but if you check out my my uh, Instagram I usually have videos of CFL glass on there all the time in my story and stuff because we use a lot of it it's like some of my favorite colors to use because you get like two two pipes in one. You know, if you're in a different room with a different light spectrum, it's changing color. You know, you don't need a black light for it. You don't have to be in a dark room, you know. But yeah, take one more dab on this thing. But then I'm fucking done with the dabs for a little bit because I might have to go be an adult and talk to people that are delivering materials and stuff. Might have to be telling people where to put shit. And I can't be, you know. Can't be like four dabs up this morning, not even 11 o'clock yet, and a joint. You know, that's a lot of work on me and my body. I'm trying to process all that, it's a lot. Yeah, but I met so many glass artists at the five mil event too. And so many people that are like, oh, I wanna like come to the studio and collab and stuff. And I'm like, okay, once this new studio is built, there's gonna be like, I'm gonna have to have so much time set aside for just like people coming through the new studio just to like work there. But what's nice about this studio is like, 
I can collab with people and I don't have to be in that one spot all day. I can like bounce around and do stuff while they're doing certain sections and shit. Cause in collabs, like it really depends on it. But like, there's times where you're basically just watching your homie work for 10 hours and then you're like, okay, now I got to take this and do stuff with it for another 10 hours. And then you have a piece you can start collaborating on and sticking stuff to and getting wild. But it's a process usually. Um, so having the new studio, I'll be able to host collabs and then also be able to still get everything done I need to because I'll have the home studio and the large studio as well. That's the commercial space. I've learned so much over the last six months though, trying to build this shit and get permits and get equipment and just, man, it's crazy, dude. They do not make it easy for someone to have a small business. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It truly doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're like trying to save the world or if you're a restaurant owner. It doesn't matter what your company's goal is. They don't make it like easy for small business owners. Not that it should be easy, but they actually almost make it like some shit seems so unnecessarily hard that like I go, I'm figuring this out, but this system seems like it's set up to fuck over people who aren't educated enough or don't have the means of like fighting off all the bullshit to build their small business. Cause there's so many little things that will eat at you and what little money you have to like what you're building and it'll fuck it up. Like there's so much like, and there's almost no help or assistance from like government or local government for small businesses. If they're like, you know, confused about something or if something's not working right, or they're being attacked by like, you know, silly bureaucracy. I don't know. The point is, is that the system that's set up, it really seems like it's not set up to encourage someone to build a small business. It almost seems like it's set up to like drain them dry and crush their dreams and tell them to get back in line. Like it's fucking crazy, dude. Like, and I see it on a microcosm. Like, and like, I think that happens to not just people who own like small businesses. I think it's happening to people who just are trying to be in part of a community and participate and send their kids to school and just be part of things. They, we all experience that in some level, and I wonder why. But it won't be figured out here today. No, sir. I'm going to smoke hash and make more statements like that. that there's no, I have no idea what will happen. But the point is, the shit's not... You would think that we would be building a system that would help encourage people to to build things and do things, but truly it's not. It's very, um, I find that like, if you're not educated enough, it's gonna be really expensive. Things are gonna be really expensive. You have to know people and you gotta have money and you have to be educated. You gotta know how money works. You gotta know how systems work. You gotta pay for lawyers. Dude, I'm just trying to make bongs, bro. Dude, I'm just trying to make water spent. Like literally like, I'm not gonna run, take over the world or hurt. I'm like, I'm gonna stay right over here. I'm gonna pay my tax. I'm just gonna make some water spin. That's it, simple. Let me contribute to the community. I get nervous that in the future, you know, in about 10 years, maybe 15 years, maybe even sooner. But I worry about certain like new climate mandates and taxes and shit where we can't be like burning fossil fuels like propane and making glass where like it's very restricted on who can and then there's fucking like drones flying around looking for people that are giving off like gas signatures and shit and like polluting and then we're like hiding making pipes and like little bunkers with scrubbers and stuff just trying to get the headies out there to the fam you know because they have the turps they just need the pipes this is this is the future i worry about the dystopian future where we can't make the headies to spin water we'll figure it out though either way We'll find a bunker and we'll, they'll have air scrubbers in it. We will make the pipes for the people somewhere. We'll figure it out. That probably won't happen. I'm sure everything's going to be fucking great. Told you we're here. The end of the podcast. The time where it gets a little dark. Where, actually, where are we even at, dude? Oh, really? Sick, dude. See, yeah, this flies by. When I just smoke hash and then just get lost in thought. <coughs> but yeah, for now, we're just going to keep making pipes so and enjoying it. Because I think that things are... You know, they could be worse, right? I said I was going to stop heating this up near the mic. It's really hard to remember that. Haven't grinded this joint yet, too, so it's a little bit smooth in there. At least to swing around with a little bit of heat. Man, Brandon, wait till you try this piece today, dude. This is the best one yet. And this, this fucking uh, pillar I have in the nail, I'll talk about it here in a second, too. Because I've had some people DMing me in my last few videos. I've had a... Uh, this pillar in the now and it's just like literally an inline perk that's cut off 
So the other day I was cutting a perk on the saw and I broke it and it broke off and happened to be like the perfect like size of like a hollow pearl. And um, so I just threw it in there and we have a couple hollow pearls we've smoked here, but all of them, none of them have cuts in them. They're all just like just a piece of tubing basically. And um, this one, like because of the cuts on the side, it like, it's weird. It like seems to like grab the oil so that the oil doesn't want to like climb as high and get stuck down the neck. It's like almost keeps the oil like in the part where that is and any extra oil gets stuck in it and like kind of like bounces around in there just seems to vaporize it really well too um and i've seen other people uh, making these too like evan shore does some really cool quartz balls and i think they have some sort of like hollow pillar that's similar um, but i did one that had cuts all the way around that was all gridded so the whole thing was like a basket and that one didn't spin as good and that could have been because of the size but i think that it's actually because the cuts on one side for some reason make it spin better it's almost like because the air can only get caught on that one spot so it catches it and just spins it faster and faster where if it's a basket the air can freely just travel through the basket um where this is like it's getting caught in there and then i thought i was like well, wherever the air is getting caught like that the oil is probably going to get caught too because the oil is following the path of air probably because that's the pressure so you know inherently that the oil gets caught in there too i don't know but we have a lot more testing to do i've only taken 100 dabs on it so we have 150 more to go before we can make any concrete statements on this god it's a lot of work i'm definitely gonna have to at a certain point probably by age 35 i'm gonna need to hire someone to smoke hash for me because i'm gonna keep smoking hash but i, I cannot in the quantities i have been because i'm just i'm just confused it's so terpy well this one looks good um but really honestly dude there's just it's exhausting you ever smoke hash all day you know what that's like at 11 midnight you know what that's like you're sleepy it's like running a marathon. These are real first world problems. These are beyond first world. These are turp world. It's like within the first world, it's a sub world of like just fire turps and like access to good glass. This is gonna be really low temp, I think. Yeah, fuck it, it is, but it's gonna be good. Super good. Well, <coughs> yeah, <coughs> the turps just seem to stay on the, um, on the pillar a little bit more rather than climbing the wall so high. I always get a little bit in the neck because I like to pull really hard and also usually put a good amount of hash on there. But I've seen some really cool nails out there that looks like no matter how hard you pull, like the shit's going to stay in there. And I really think it has to do with the depth of the bucket, you know? But aesthetically, not everyone wants a giant long bucket. Some people like their nail to be a little bit more compact and together. So truly, when you're a quartz maker, it's got, I mean, we would have talked about that stuff today. I had a lot of questions about quartz for Evan Shore and just like running a quartz company and what's it like. Um, but yeah, it's got to be hard, like finding products that actually like tend to the majority of people's needs because everyone's just so different. Everyone has a different ritual with how they smoke, so. Yeah, we've been doing the Slurpees heavily for the last six months here at the studio. But I took a dab on a regular nail the other day because I made a spinner cap. Because um, someone wanted a spinner cap instead of a bubble cap, and I, I hooked them up with it because I had a little extra color and kind of wanted to make it. Because certain colors look really cool when you bevel the edges on them. They like strike really cool and stuff, so I really wanted to see it. Um, but either way, I made a spinner cap, had to test it, so you know, I'd throw a dab through the nail, regular nail with the cap and see how it actually smoked. It was awesome. I was like, oh man, like, forget like how good like everything fucking works if you just do it right. You know what I mean? You don't like, you don't have to have the Slurpee or the Slurpers. You don't even have to have a fucking expensive American Quartz now. If you just take the time to figure out how to do it right, you're going to have a fucking good time. It's like, it's more in the product and you're honestly, you're in the headspace you're in. Like, really, man. Today, though, I've been trying to get into good headspace. For some reason, I woke up with fucking anxiety. That's just been happening to me a lot lately. Just for some reason, waking up stressed. And I think it's because, like, I have so much built-up energy that's ready to fucking tackle this studio. Because I literally took a six-month break from working out. Like, I haven't, I've just been, like, working like a crazy person, being antsy, and, like, wanting to get to the next step so I can sleep at night knowing, okay, we're doing this. It's getting built. Um, you know, we're getting people in there. But, yeah crazy but i'm feeling good right now after all this hash usually i'd be a little bit stressed but i actually feel pretty good that temp was so low that it was just terps 
And I'm like, damn, I gotta stop taking my dabs so warm. I'm getting too antsy with my dabs, and I'm getting way too stoned from hot dabs. Hot dabs? Not even that hot. Like, still, like, low temp in the world of dabbing, but, like, hot enough for, like, getting way more stoned from it. But, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll do a guest next week. I have someone I could potentially do that. I just gotta see if they're down, um, because I really wanted to have this Evan Shore episode, but... Yeah, man. Wow. I'm more stoned than I wanted to be. I take it back, guys. It's hitting me now. Holy crap. I'm going to smoke this joint. I'm done with the dabs. Over it. Fuck, dude. But yeah, today we're working on this dichro piece. Hopefully it works out because it's like this rainbow dichro inside clear. And then the internal perk is this black sparkly striking color so that the background of the rainbow dichro in clear will be this sparkly black fume creating like, you know, it'll be like It'll make that dichro pop even harder with that black background. Um, I got this new tubing from this dichro company, and they hooked me up with some extra. Like, they definitely they didn't say anything, but I know they did because I weighed it when I got it, and they gave me way more than I paid for, and it's beautiful fucking tubing. And if it works out, I'm going to start getting, like, all sorts of custom dichro stuff made for Baramount Studios so we can have our unique colors and maybe some really cool dichro over them. Um... But yeah, so I'm going to do a test on it today and see how it goes, but I'm really excited. I'm going to make it a mini double, so it's not going to be some super expensive crazy halo or something. It's going to be something more accessible, but with a really, really crazy color palette. Um, and a 10 mil mini double is the size I'm choosing to do with it because it's small enough where it's not going to use all of the tubing, but at the same time, it's like big enough where it's like a really daily driver usable size. Um, so I'm excited to work it. I'm hopefully... I keep the rainbow in it. I'm going to try and work it really slow. Dichro is challenging because um, you get it too hot, like you can burn it out and it just turns gray and you lose all the color. So I just have to be like uh, mindful of that when I'm shaping this, that I have to kind of shape it totally different. I have to soak it with heat for longer, but the flame has to be a little bit different chemistry so that I don't heat it up so fast. And then I have to let it cool, right? Because I can only shape it a couple times. I can't keep going back in and reshaping it. You cannot heat it that many times. You kind of have to be like, be very calculated and have a plan for how you're going to shape dichro. At least in my experience, I'm sure someone could give you a different insight. Be like, nah, dude, you'll never burn it out. Just rage it like this. But in my experience, for how I shape things and how I like to do it, everything has to be pretty calculated and thought out. You can't just like um, go back and rework it a bunch of times without possibly, you know, risking damaging the dichro and not having such a brilliant sparkle and color in it. Um, it's definitely a challenging thing. And that's the thing with Dichro too, you have to pick where you're gonna put it to. If it's gonna be in a spot where you're doing like crazy welds and stuff, like you have to like really choose how you're gonna place it. So like what I'll do is I'll have like a, a color that I pair with it, something I know it's gonna be stable enough and I'll pick to put certain sections or certain welds and stuff within that color and let the Dichro just be like left alone once it's shaped. Um, but that's all like just like pipe making shit or glass blowing stuff. I don't know if that helps anyone that's watching this. Actually, there was a handful of glass blowers that watched this I met at the five mil show too. So what's up? What's up everybody? That's fucking, that's the name of the podcast, but what's up? That's sick. That was fucking dope. I can't believe I was like, my wife was just like, she was having really bad anxiety. When we got, I calmed down after about 10 minutes, but she was like pretty stressed out for about like a half hour. Um, just because. It was so busy in there. I feel like we were living in New York City again, getting on a subway train, just like shoulder to shoulder with everybody, super tight. And like every step I took, I'd stop and like talk to someone for like five minutes. So like it took us like a half hour to even get to the glass, just from the door to like where the glass was displayed. And it was only like 10 foot from the door, 15 foot from the door. It was fucking nuts. Like I couldn't believe how many people like wanted to like say hi and like talk about Baramount Studios, talk about the podcast, talk about RBRs, like talk about how much they love all of my experiments, you know, all my just having fun with glass on Instagram and shit. Really cool. It, um, I don't know, just fucking, I left there being like, damn, like this is like, made me feel really good about what we're doing. Cause I've been, like I said, I've been a little bit stressed because these are big moves. This is like crazy shit I'm trying to do with like such an, a niche, strange little industry. Like I'm trying to build this thing and I'm not, a million people have done it before me, but this is the first time I've ever done it, so I'm nervous. You know, it's scary. You know, like, you can always be like, oh, so-and-so did it, this person did it. I'm like, that's great. Like, they're probably fucking badasses that are doing that. Like, I don't know if I'm capable. I'm going to figure this out, you know? And I want to be confident, but like, I got this, which I do feel like that. But at the same time, I also like to be realistic and be like, I need to be aware so I don't miss something, so I don't risk all the hard work and investment we've all put into this. Because it's not just me. It's like... 
everyone's investing in this in their own way. Anyone that's contributed, regardless of someone like working here for a job and a paycheck, it doesn't matter. Like they're still like investing and contributing to Bear Mountain and what we're trying to do. It's just what it is. It's just, so I just want to make, I make, make sure I make the right decisions. So shit's fucking, and I say this after taking all these dabs and holding an unlit joint, like it's just really contradictory, but I don't really give a fuck. It's just what it is. This is where I'm at. You know, smoke a bunch of hash on this podcast and tell you about stuff regardless of how silly I look. Um, but yeah, try to make sure I don't fuck up and I do everything right. Cause there's so many moving parts right now, but we're getting close and I'm ready to fucking crush it. But man, I want to be in there right now. Like today, not like right now while I'm on the podcast, but like today, but I know we can't get in there till probably Friday. Cause one more inspection and shit, but fuck it's happening. We're also getting a scissor lift delivered Friday. I've never used one of those. My dad's going to show me pretty excited. We're going for two weeks. Um, so Brandon's going to be scissor lifting, lifting scissors. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he's, he's doing hand moves over there that are technical. It's scissor movements. You know, he knows about lifts. It's pretty good. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I'm excited to fucking just get this space. Like the people who own this building are going to see it and be like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I did all this to a space I'm renting for three years and six months has already gone by. And so I'm only got two and a half years left. I'm fucking dumping it in. You better let me resign a lease because it's going to be a year to finish this place fully probably. Like we're going to get in there here in the next month or so, but then it's like, you know, for everything to be completely done, it's going to take till next year for sure. Um, but we've been paying everything on time and they, I've heard from other people in there that they're, they like want people to resign because it's just easier. It's easier if, as long as, because the terms do change though. Sometimes when they make you resign, they raise your rent like a bunch and you're like, what? You can't afford this place. And they're like, too bad, asshole. <laughs> Read the contract. Either way, though, I'll figure it out because we're putting a lot of love into this place. And even if I lost it all and had to move to another spot, I wouldn't quit either. It would just be another bunch of you know annoying episodes of me going, wah, this happened to me. And then like six months later, like, I'm figuring it out. But I hate that pattern. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I don't, I just want to chill. Like, that's what it is. It's really exhausting, but yeah. So I think we're actually gonna get to it now. I'm ready. I want to crush today. The guys are already here. We're ready to get to work. I held up uh, our producer today because we had a delivery of the building, so we're already a bit behind. But yeah, I'm gonna light this joint. Make sure you guys check out our website, bmsglass.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That way you can stay up to date on all the Sunday sales. There's only three Sunday sales left this year. If you want to have more drops, go to BMS, uh, go to patreon.com, and then it's uh, Bear Mountain Studios um, on Patreon. If you want to sign up for that, we do two drops a month on Patreon, one clear pre-sale, and then like a unique, like full color pieces and shit like that drops. We do two, two, I God, I can't even talk. This is great. We do two drops on there, and then we do a giveaway every month, and then a bunch of live videos and shit. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody. Thanks for checking out episode 109. We're going to get Evan Shore on here. It's going to happen. Just not this time. You guys just had me super stoned just trying to find my shit. It's been a wild morning. You guys have a great day. Later, everybody.